Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! He's bugging us over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Jesus, Rash, get it together! It's game day, come on! Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello everybody, happy Tuesday to you, January 16th, 2024. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your chilly Tuesday morning. Just how chilly is it in Louisville? My watch says 9 degrees. But don't worry, by noon it's going to be 12 degrees. So, yeah, it's not all bad news here this morning on Kentucky Roll Call. Nick Roush, how are you? I'm uh, I'm doing well, doing well. I felt like I could have hit the snooze for another hour or two. Don't think the kids would have cooperated, but uh, happy to be here. Glad to see you. Baby's not been sleeping well. Don't know what the dealio is. That's tough. And it's not like we're worried. We were worried that like she could be sick because one, it's been a little while since you know how the yeah. the, the clock ticks for right. toddlers and babies in terms of sickness. Like you're on borrowed time if you go two weeks without a sickness. So like we're we were worried that maybe she's got something going, and she and she'll have an occasional cough. I do, and uh, she'll sneeze, which is not uncommon. Um, but like it's she's not running a fever or anything in the morning she's just like bouncing off the walls super happy excited she does great at school so it's not we don't think it's like a sickness sort of thing we're we're not sure Roush what it is and my my only thing that i can like think of is one it could just be like bad dreams she's getting older more conscious cautious of things like a shadow could be spookier to her than when sure. she was a year and a half old or something like that that could be it but i think it's like during this potty training and she's doing great in it. I mean, she's not potty trained, but she's doing a good job. It seems like she's going on her potty more times than not. But at night, I think it may be just like she goes in her diaper and she's uncomfortable, and that's just huh. what it is. Could be. But we don't change. We don't normally change her just out of old habit. Maybe we need to start doing that. But we don't normally change her diaper in the middle of the night if it's just like a little pee pee. Huh. And most of the time, we can't even tell. But I wonder if that's what it is. Yeah, she's just, uncom- sign, she's just uncomfortable. Experiment. You know, it's like. Something that she's not dealing with much anymore. She doesn't go in her diaper a lot, so maybe at night. But she could communicate that to us if she wanted to, and she doesn't. So I don't know what it is, but it's been pretty much like for a so week fun. now, just like a, a. And we go in there and rub her back and show up. She's easy. It's not tough, uh, but it is. She's normally a great sleeper. So I don't know if you had any advice. Um, yeah, I think you just got to do the scientific experiment um, because I. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, why does uh, one kid scream every time I'm, like, falling asleep? Like, it's always as I'm, like, nodding off. It to... really is always that way. Yeah, and I just, it's fun. So much fun. I think I'm going to just start, if I notice it's a pee-pee diapy, I'm just going to instantly change it. And it's going to be a little rigmarole, and she's probably going to wake up more because of it. But maybe she'll get the idea of, like, we don't go in our diaper anymore. Yeah. And if we do, we're going to fix it. Uh, it, it, is, it is great, though, because I made it all the way till Thursday of last week. I was like, oh, we're, I think we finally got all the sickness out of my house. Uh, I think kid has a fever yesterday. Oh, well, I'm glad you're bringing that into the studio you're this welcome. morning. <laughs> Somebody that hasn't used diapers in months, Scooter Dingus, Justin Kalen, how are you? Eh, you don't know me. You don't know, you don't know what I have to do at home. <laughs> but no, you're right. I haven't used diapers in a long time. Um, no, I'm... I'm cold. I'm still trying to warm up, guys. I I was making fun of Roush for how much gear he had on this morning. I mean, it is super duper cold. Well, so I've been it cold is. ever since I woke up today, and I couldn't. It was one of those things I couldn't get out of bed, but I didn't really understand it because I got plenty of sleep last night. I was like, why? Why can't I get out of bed here? Wake up, look at the thermostat, fifty-seven degrees. Are you? So that's that sucks. That that yeah, that's not good. Yeah. You say you like it chilly, though. Yeah, not that chilly. I mean, by the time I get home today, it's probably going to be, what, in the 40s, if I had to guess? Like, temperature-wise, outside? No, no I'm in, in my house. house. Oh, oh, yeah. Because I'm not going to yeah, be yeah, able yeah. to be there all day to have somebody come service it. Gil's working today. Well, we can't just take off work. You get a so. landlord. Uh, What's your landlord doing? Oh, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to shoot him a text. Yeah, hey, that's, hey, all, that's uh, all landlord. You, you, what you guess you, what you have to shoot him a text. Your, your house is, is 52 out. degrees, Scooch. You yeah. guess you have to shoot him a I know he's your mean, buddy, but like that's the landlord's that job. Is, that, I mean, this like, is that's a like, landlord emergency. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be able to take off work either. That's the thing. So I, I might just be screwed. I mean, it's a wild concept just to be like, nobody can take off. You, you could also tell the technician, like, give me a 30-minute heads up when you're on your way. I'll meet you there. Yeah, but I can't. I don't have any time today to meet him. Scoots, I, I would think any boss would be understanding of a house that's 52 degrees that you have to step out for two hours. Any boss in the world. And if a boss wouldn't be, then you should not work for that person. Your house is 57 degrees or whatever you said. That you can't live in that. You can't live in that. Who's going to cover radio shows? And secondly, I'd be, you know, I hope you got some of your water running and stuff like that. Yeah, the sinks are dripping. Or they're, they got a nice little flow going. Did you so, put a necklace and some, like, Stud earrings on them? No. Is that what you're supposed to do? Well, if they're dripping. Oh. It's a little... <laughs> I get it. It's a little trend going on out there. <laughs> I think the kids are doing it. I wouldn't expect you two to totally understand. We, we don't have drip. <laughs> no, I don't either. Uh, but I do have... We don't actually have our faucets dripping, but a lot of water running throughout the day at our house. I can't imagine it going long enough where it'd freeze. My but that word. worries me about you, Scooch, because yeah, you all are going to yeah. be gone so long. Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not feeling good about it. I don't like this. I, I'll cover your. I'll come meet the technician at your house. Okay. You just let me know what time they're going to be. There. Okay. I'll uh, I'll hit up a old landlord, see what he has to say, and then yeah, we'll get something done. What would your plan be if like let's just say you're you're not going to get it fixed today? You're just going to go home and bundle up. I mean, I don't, space heaters. You got any space heaters? Don't really have a choice. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I would have to stop by a a store of some sort and buy a space heater. But that falls into the no time category. No, I have time for that. I think technicians work past five too. By the way, hmm. I'm sure you. Are, I mean, I'm sure they have plenty of calls too. This. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they yeah. probably know what they're doing. I, 
I, you know, I kind of had an early indication that something was going on because we had it on. So normally we only keep it on like 64, 65, but we had bumped it up to about 68 just, just in case a situation like this happened. Hopefully it would stay warm a little longer. But last night when I get home, it's on 68, but it's not shutting off. It does the thing like it's going to shut off, like it's winding down. And then it just fired right back up and started again. So that's exactly what it did last time it went out. And I was a little worried that was going to happen again. And sure enough, here we are. So Maybe you can get the gophers to help you build a fire. Groundhogs. A fireplace. Groundhogs. They're hibernating. I won't disturb them. The least they can do is bring you some wood. <laughs> we nice. do we do have an electric fireplace that puts off a significant amount of heat. So worst comes to worst, we'll just have to sit in the man room tonight, soak up the heat from the fireplace. I just love that you all call it a man room. That's what it is. When like that you're I mean, they're all man rooms, right? <laughs> well Is there is there yeah, any women guess, coming over to your house? No, I guess I you're know. right. Yeah. Guess you're right. <laughs> this is our man living room. This is our man kitchen. I'll show you my <laughs> man bedroom. This is Gil's man bedroom. And the man kitchen is just an air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you all have a built-in microwave, or is it just one that uh, sits on the counter? Sits on the counter? Yep. Do you all have a dishwasher? We do. Okay. Gil takes care of that. I don't use any dishes. What kind of countertops are we working with? Um, whoa, why can't I think of our countertops? I don't know. I don't know the types of countertops. Quartz. Let's go with quartz. You have quartz countertops? that's nice. (laughs) Whoa. Wow. The landlord rolling in it. That's not right, then. If y'all are impressed by it, then that's (laughs) that's not the right type. Quartz is one of the more (laughs) uh, expensive. I don't know. I have no idea. Is it hard? Is it like a hard surface, or is it kind of like the thing you have in front of you? I mean, it's like the table you got in there. It's like the same. Oh, so it's like some synthetic vinyl thing. Yeah, I would think so. Oh, heavens. Mm -hmm. Oh no. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. That's that's probably the most common type scoots. Quartz is really nice. Quartz is what you'll see in okay. the in think, the in the schnazzy house. I think that's what we ended up getting because that's the all of the hard countertops, that's the only one that requires no maintenance. Like you can't like put uh, a cup down and leave a ring around it. Ooh, that's interesting. Because um, there's there's quite a few that are like that. Quartz like quartz and granite are just I mean, they're very, very similar. It's just a different type of rock too yeah. yeah and they and they look different the style is a little bit different granite usually is a little bit more colorful quartz is a little bit more plain in the color with like some cool designs and they're both pretty i like both of them um so granite i mean my i've got granite and can you mess it up like i can stuff will definitely stick to it like i you know if i i have to clean the granite countertops all the time but once you clean them they look like they're brand new again but you do have to clean them like Quartz, just nothing will will stand. Nothing can I mean, do like, anything. It, stuff gets on there, but it's not like um, like you can leave permanent stains. I think on granite, if you leave something out there too long, like uh, uh, candle burning too much, could leave a ring or something like that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I, don't know, I, I had an aunt do that with a, a bathroom thing where she like just gotten this new countertop, left a candle in the room too long, and it left a ring, something like that. Candle huh. or something odd. Um, that's a uh, KRC home and garden. Let's talk in countertops. Didn't know you're such a countertop expert. Did, Ralph. did your wife? Did she do all the home HGTV shows? No, she's not one of those. The big mm, brand house. No, there was there was. She it, watches the most garbage TV. 
Okay. I mean, I, I I love her, but my goodness gracious. So she loves all the housewives and all it's that. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I, I have no idea. And I, I'm one to say this about like reality shows. I get my the, some of the reality shows, like the game shows that I watch, aren't appealing for a lot of people. But I have no idea how those shows are popular. It's crazy to me. These, these adults, my wife included, they're just... They have the same 14-year-old brain of Laguna Beach. They're just adults now. Yeah. It is sad. <laughs> I mean, it really makes me like and not that I, I think mean, that like my vi- that my entertainment source is some like, you know, making Einstein just doing equations on a board or anything like that, but holy smoke, I could not watch Laguna Beach for 30 years of my life. And these people are doing that. I uh I'm a little mad at my well, wife. Last night during the lengthy commercial breaks of the football game, I flip over uh, Indiana Jones and Raiders was on. Wife's never seen Raiders. I don't, she's just not. Like, I'm like Indiana Jones is great, and she just kind of like rolls her eyes at me. But I was just like, oh, let's watch some of the fun action scenes. And I mean, that's what it was. It was the him climbing around the car and the truck and beating the guy up, and then the scene where they're getting chased uh, in the town, and he thinks that she gets blown up in the truck. It's great stuff. Spoiler. And then we cut to a commercial, and they're doing Jersey Shore. And I'm like, wait, hold up. We're still... I can't believe that either. We're, like, we're I'll, still I'll doing... Watch, I'll watch the challenge, and this season of the challenge has by far been the worst one that they've ever, 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 ever put on TV. It's been horrible. And mainly because they've just tried to focus on like the drama. God, I just want to see like dudes run over each other yeah. for $10,000. Is that is that too much yeah. to ask? <laughs> like That's not, that I, that I want to see. Um, but yeah, this season's been absolutely awful. But last night, NFL game was horrible. Wildcard weekend, a total bust. Sorry about your all Steelers. We'll talk about it here momentarily. So we're going to watch True Detective. New season came out. Right. Jody Foster. Anybody, anybody here True Detective fans? Uh, nope. you, here's my thing. Uh, yes and no. Like, I need to <laughs> – somehow, so I – long story short, I did the thing where I think I watched almost all of the first season but didn't finish it. And that's on the to do. My wife and I definitely have watched the most recent one they made, though, with um, Herschel Ali. Okay, he's got like Alzheimer's, and he's trying to remember some awful crime in the past. Yeah, it it seems like it's been a while since they've had one, and it started in 2014. This is the fourth season. Uh, when was their third season? I'm wondering. That was probably like 20. Like it feels like something that came out during COVID. Yeah, uh, I can't. Well, I can't see it. I can't but nevertheless, Jodie Foster does just fit the. I feel like I've, I've seen Jodie Foster do True Detective before, just not True Detective. 2019 okay. was season three. So it had been five years since they had done a True Detective. It seemed it had been that long. Yeah, people are excited about it. Supposedly, like, the the TV reviewers and bloggers, they were like, this is the best True Detective. They get to see all of it in advance, you know? Right, right. They're like, this is by far the best season of True Detective. We watched season two first. Like, we didn't—, we didn't we, I don't know, probably in 2016, we were like, oh, everybody's raving about True Detectives. Let's watch it. Yeah, and and they're like, there's don't. no correlation between the two. And we were like, well, let's just watch season two first because I like Vince Vaughn as well. That was I get weird. made fun of to Bolivia because I actually think season two was better than season one. Oh. That being said, I think it's the con, just like the concept was new to me in season two where everybody else, the concept was new to them in so season one. Let down. Yeah. But I still like season one. So I liked both of them. But everybody hates season two that watched season one first. And maybe if I went back and rewatched it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is pretty bad. But watching it originally, I was like, man, this is awesome. I can see why everybody likes this show. And then people were like, no, 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 season two is horrible. That being said, season four started on Sunday. We watched it. And 
God forbid, Roush, I fell asleep with 20 minutes left. <laughs> so, like, I'm, Ooh. like, kind of just moving around, and she's like, you fell asleep. And I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm up. She's like, no, you fell asleep. I heard you snoring. You fell asleep. And I was like, oh, geez, sorry. Uh, and I, like, just, you know, was, like, rolled over. And she was legitimately upset about it. And I was, I was asleep, so I didn't think too much of it. But woke up the next morning. I was like, did I just get in trouble for falling asleep during True Detective? She's like, well, it was a scary show, and yeah, you fell asleep. So I go back and rewatch it. Well, what was the scary part? It ends on a very scary part. Okay. Like, you know, like a, you know, <laughs> the, you know, like the ring scene where they like open the closet door and it's just like the shock and all. There's like a shock and all thing at the end. Gotcha. It's good. This season's going to, it looks like this season's going to be awesome. But. The entire, like, the, the season, I think it's called Night Country. Yep. It takes place in Alaska where it's that time period where the sun doesn't rise, so it's oh, dark nice. 24-7. So the last 20 minutes is literally nothing but pitch black scenes, nobody talking, just, like, soft music. So I say, I was like, no no crap, I fell asleep. <laughs> this is a lullaby. It's hard to see anything going on. But once I wasn't sleepy and I was watching it when I was awake, it was like, oh, it is entertaining, but yeah, no wonder I fell asleep during it. And then Roush, I realized that she's like seven months pregnant. I don't think it's her talking. I don't think it's her <laughs> mad at me falling asleep. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying, Scoots? I know what you're saying. Yeah, brain changes. It's like uh, and knocked up. It's like not talking to the hormones here. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the hormones. It uh, so yeah. That's and then the lack of sleep I think is weighing on everybody at our house. So you know, bear with us. It, it happens. It happens. Um. But you, you got this. You got this, TJ. You can stay awake. I'm sure she's falling asleep during plenty of shows. Uh, I was like, I, I never in a, in a million years could imagine getting mad at you for falling asleep. I'd be more likely to like put a blankie on you and like give you a little kiss on the head and be like, oh, she's asleep. How nice. And then, but not me. I, I fall asleep and I'm in trouble, Scoots. I uh, should be a sign of like comfort. I don't fall asleep. I can't fall asleep on planes or cars. Like, you know, she should feel she should feel happy that I feel comfortable enough to fall, just knock out. You knock out around Gil. I was uh, Gil actually fell asleep last night on the couch, and I, it was probably nearly froze to death. It was probably like 30, 40 minutes of him just sitting there snoring, and f I was about ready to get up and go to bed, and finally he wakes up, and I look at him, and I was like, there is no house in the country better at falling asleep on the couch than ours. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very convinced of Maybe that. Maybe it's just a comfy couch. Yeah. Well, he sits on the couch. I sit in a recliner. So Ooh, he, he so knows. Wow. He knows that if I put the the thing out to put my legs up, prop my legs up on the recliner, it's night night. Instantly night night. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I, I might I might make it another ten minutes, but I'm I'm falling asleep at some point. What would you do if you came home and Gil was in the big chair? Well, he has one too. So he he's got a blue one. I've got a red one. But his. He, I guess, broke his like a year or two ago. It, it just doesn't, the feet part doesn't come out like it's supposed to. It makes a real funny noise. So his is in the limit. The option's there for him to sit in it. He just doesn't use it. He likes the couch better. I know there's a portion of KRC listeners that are just like, Scoots, man, you're living the life. <laughs> just you and your buddy living together, both have your lazy boy chairs next to each other, watching sports, but sometimes not sports. Just living life. Oh, the odd couple. It's a good time.
Yeah, it really is. Let's get to some of the morning grab-and-go textures. You can grab-and-go pretty much anything at Thornton's, especially gasoline. And with the Refreshing Rewards app, you can save money at the pump, 5, 10, 15 cents. Inside the store, they've got anything you could want. Fresh fruit, delicious breakfast sandwiches that, have you noticed when you start going to like fast food places that you're paying 12, 15, 16 bucks? It's gotten ridiculous. It has gotten ridiculous. It is absolutely nutty just to try to get a value meal. You can probably get all that goodness at Thornton's for like under $5. You can get an 89 cents, 32 ounce drink. So, boom, you're saving a ton of money right there on the soft drink. And if you're looking for a breakfast sandwich, I promise you they don't break the bank at Thornton's, but they do carry big, bold flavors. So, you've been warned. Thornton's, we love them. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502 414 The people that wake up with us in the cold, we try to read their text in the first segment. Uh, Adamson's in a eastbound and down. Jif? Hmm. Tempo! Tempo! Stevie Janowski. I thought that was a pretty good impersonation. It's hard to do Stevie Janowski, though, because he's just so, like... Kind of, like, wheezy, whiny. It's a beautiful character. <laughs> it's a beautiful character. The Bucks like... rolled the Philadelphia Eagles 32-9. to The underhits, the underhits, if you were on the under... But that was the cherry on the blowout Sunday of Wild Card Weekend. We really only had one great game. Weirdly enough, probably your all Steelers-Bills was like the second most interesting. The Bills felt like they had a million-point lead the entire game, but Mm -hmm. Steelers Mm -hmm. did have a great opportunity to make it a a (sighs) one-possession game and put a little bit of pressure on Buffalo, but your all Steelers season comes to an end. Thankfully. I just... Thankfully. You know what? They needed to be worse, though. Like I, I, I just, uh, I was, I was expecting, I was expecting Mason Rudolph to do the Joe Flacco thing, and he did not. Um, I mean, he was bad. That interception in the end zone was awful, Scoots. Like, what? Just here's the one thing you can't do: throw an interception in the end zone. What does he do? Throws an interception in the end zone. Um, but yeah, that was it. Was unfortunate. Um, they did, they did at least make it a game though. So I'll give him that credit. Did you that. watch the whole game, Roush? Yeah. yeah. Can you explain? So I was doing Rutherford and watching it, and I didn't really understand that that long pass to Fryermuth that went down the left sideline that he, he fumbled, fumbled. Yeah, I don't. But know. we kept possession. I, it it made no sense to me because everything about that screamed he fumbled it and they, they got recovered. the ball back. Yeah. The, the refs ruled that he fumbled it out of bounds. What? And, yeah. And Gene Steratore was like, "Well, maybe they're saying that he was." out of bounds when he fumbled it or that the ball hit him while he was out of bounds I still I don't understand why it was the Steelers ball it's it, I, I don't because even on replay I mean the ball clearly stayed in bounds maybe you argue that they were out of bounds and they were, but it didn't look like they recovered it out of bounds I, I did not understand that replay review whatsoever Okay. Well, I'm glad it was confusing then because <laughs> I was I, I was full-blown okay Bill's ball and then I look back down at my phone, and Mason Rudolph's back under center. I'm like, "What the hell just happened?" How did like? Because I saw the replay several times. I'm like, "Okay, that's a fumble, clear recovery by the Bills." But I guess they just wanted to. They felt bad for us. They wanted to give us an extra possession. Knew we'd need it. It. You all see Mike Tomlin storm out of the press conference? Did he? I did. I did. They were like, "Yeah." Well, I think the question was like, "You got one more year left on your contract. Have you thought about your future?" And he just. Didn't say a word and just walked on just out. Walked out before uh, he really even finished the that's question. Such a, that's such a goober move. And I, I say that about any coach that acts like a baby in a press conference. Like, it's okay to have emotion 
You should. We're all human. But you're paid an insane amount of money to coach a silly little sport. You can be a big boy and answer I, a question. I'd, I'd rather do. I'd rather him do that though. That's better for me and the media. Him what? Because they did the thing where it was like, any more questions? And then like that was when somebody was like, oh, I guess we should ask him about the contract thing. I'd rather him leave and walk out than like give some nothing answer. It's more fun. So that, that says more than some like. Well, I wouldn't have talked about your. I mean, your point is well taken because if he had said like, "Yeah, it's not up to me. I'm going to let the. I, I'm under contract. I'm happy to be here. I've been here for a bajillion years, and we'll just see where." Like, we wouldn't have brought that up on the show, right. but we do bring him walking away. I'm mm-hmm. just if it was like a friend of mine, I'd probably make fun of them and be like, "Oh, you couldn't answer the big contract question." <laughs> it I is just a, like that person that hates the show that hates my baby voice has to hear it this morning. <laughs> it is a little weird though, Scoots, that we're. Um, Steelers, a lot of just average seasons as of late, stacking mm-hmm. up. But like, what were you going to do? Not bring Tomlin back? You guys are in the doldrums of the NFL. Man, there's a guy on my Stuck. Facebook who I've been friends with for five, six years now. Ever since we first went to Pittsburgh for the first time, we we met him up there, and I added him on Facebook after. And my gosh, I'm had to delete him. He's he's got to go. That's all he does is gripe about Tomlin and how he has to go because just mediocre season after mediocre. He he was just going crazy last night and he's out of control. He's out of control. That was the early social media days. It's like you're on Facebook. Yeah, I'm on Facebook. Yeah. Well, we had a beer together at a bar one time. Let's <laughs> add each other. Woo! And then now in 2024, it's like who? I don't know this person. I'm deleting them. I don't know who this person is. I'm deleting them. I don't know who this person is. I have so many friend requests on Facebook. It's exhausting at this point. Whoa, celebrity scoots. All right, KRC. Everybody's got to add scoots on Facebook. (laughs) And it'll sit there for months. Let's just go ahead and... (laughs) You're not missing out on anything on my Facebook. I don't don't post on Facebook. Yeah, me neither. Um, But scoots is a great Facebook follow. Highly recommend everybody going... post anything and, uh, i'm not a great Facebook, and it's just follow. normal justin kalen on facebook and you'll see good old scoots he's got the mic he's chewing down on the microphone in his picture for some reason has the butler field as his header on facebook although he didn't go to butler uh but it's the football field too it's not even called a game there for jacksonville well but you've been to cooler places than butler's football field i mean that tells you how little i get on facebook <laughs> i mean if it was hinkle or something That'd be one thing. I thought you were talking about Butler High School for a second. It's like, is he calling a game? The Bears? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, the LIT runner-up. Yeah. Put some... Ooh, did the sales lose? Uh, they didn't win the 2A championship, No, did they, they didn't. They, uh, heavens. Yeah. They well, also... they um, Getting in a close game when you're a private school from City of Louisville, not, not ideal when you're playing out there. Ooh. And I know there's people out there who... Just be like, oh, you, all you, you city boys think that the refs are after you. They are. They are, in fact, after us. And it's it's very difficult to play outside of the city of Louisville. What do you think is the bigger dislike? Louisvillians' dislike for the rest of the state or the rest of the state's rest dislike of the state for, for Louisville. Louisville? rest of the state for Louisville. Yeah. Not even close. I think, it's close. I, I think it's close. Yeah, but I don't really have – like, like I enjoyed playing teams out in the county because it's – they were competition. It was a lot easier than playing kids from the city of Wolf. The shots fired. It's, I, it's true. Like it's, it, and I, I enjoyed it because they were more on our level, and it was fun because they also cared too. People showed up for games, right? You had a good environment. I mean, 
I know Mount Washington's a little bit different, but when you played your annual game against Bullet East, like Bullet East showed out. It was they, they had pretty good teams. It was fun. But um I yeah. consider I I consider myself a Kentuckian more than a Louisvillean, and I feel like that's rare in Louisville to have people that identify as a Kentuckian more than as a Louisville. Well, those are Louisville fans, though. You, you, a lot all, of them not, are not all of them, not all of them, but yeah, you're right. I mean, the the big chunk of them are. Yeah, and that, that is a U of L. They do just think the rest of the state has a stink on it. The rest of the state state thinks Louisville has a stink on it. Uh, South Georgia Wildcat says. He does not envy Kentuckians this time of the year. Thank you for reminding – what about Louisvillians? Thank you for reminding me while I migrated back down to the coast. 67 and sunny yesterday in Roush on an extensive night out. How many Bud Lights can Luckett inhale? Would love to party and talk Paul with that dude. A good amount. A good amount. <laughs> he, 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 can, he can put him back. Uh, I was very envious. My brother, he is in St. Pete, so – a lot of Bucks fans. He was out and about amongst them watching the game last night. He's like, "Yeah, we got a projector set up outside." I'm like, "Oh, so you're outside watching this football game?" Mm. And it's 68 degrees. It was a little weird watching a football game that wasn't freezing cold. Admittedly, South Georgia Wildcat, we had had pretty solid winters. Like mm. it was not uncommon to get out and get some golf in every so often. But yeah, it looks pretty bleak for the foreseeable future. I think next week we get back in the 40s and maybe 50s, but it's supposed to like rain the entire time. But uh, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not great. Well, there's another cold stretch behind that. Too. I know. Yeah, it's going to get back to like Just, the teens I, and single digits again. I would rather it snow than rain. I hate cold rain the worst. It depends on the temperature for me. If it's going to be like in the low 40s, I agree with you. If it's going to be in the 50s, just bring on the rain. Yeah, yeah. I can put but, on a coat. I'm fine. Right. But a this, rain jacket. this is this is going to suck, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to get some snow Thursday night into Friday. So mm-hmm. they canceled JCPS today. NTI day, which I love because that means uh don't have to make that up on the back end. And, and here's the thing. I know a lot of people, when they see that, they're like, these kids don't even get to have snow days anymore. Like, dude, it takes – JCPS NTI days takes your kid 30 minutes to, like, log onto their computer, which they're going to do anyway. It's very easy. They don't they – do, they aren't doing work. Um, I do know, though, that when I when I saw, like, what they make the sales kids do when it's, like, a learn-from-home day, they all have to be on their computers at the same time. So it's basically going to class, which that would suck. It wouldn't be. Yeah. That, that wouldn't be. That ideal. wouldn't be as ideal as, you know, public school, learn from home, quote unquote. Like you know, you're hanging out. Local John, he texts in morning grab and go says good morning to all. Wow, Trump and his team got 98 out of 99 counties last night in the Iowa caucus. Whoa. Tell me what was the biggest surprise last night? Was it how great Trump's victory was, or the Eagles looking like hot, hot garbage? Well, got to go talk to you later. We, I think most people maybe saw both things coming. The Eagles had lost four out of five, or was it more than that? Was it like five out of five six? Five out of six, yeah. Five out of yep. six? Well, now it's six out of seven, eh? Uh, they had been playing really, really bad football for a while. Everybody disrespected the NFC South for good reason for most of the season, so I think some people were like, okay, well, if they're going to go against a team, at least it's a team from the NFC South. But those were two teams that had been playing – much different football the last month and a half, two months of the season. Bucks were hot. Eagles were not. We should have seen that one coming. The only thing that was fishy was the line. That yeah, was the Eagles part like where a you two were two point favorite, right? Yeah, they were three for most of the lead up to this game. But um, it was just like did, they're gonna turn it on. It's playoffs. They'll get it right. The Bucks aren't a good team. That was a butt kicking. Did you watch the Mannings at all? I did. So yeah. I know they had Bruce. I was watching when Bruce Arians was on the. And I probably had more of it when they weren't talking to somebody else. And I guess the game was blown open when Ray Lewis was 
uh, on there with them. Uh, but the point they kept making offensively, they're like, they're making zero adjustments. Tampa Bay is just bringing the house every time they go empty. And Philly's just like, all right, well, we'll dump it off. And then they're tackling you and you get no yards. It's like third and seven. It's like, of course, you'll take the dump off. They want you to do that. And they're winning. It was it, – it, Turns out Shane Steichen was a lot of the brains behind that operation, particularly offensively. And the Eagles, you know, give them credit. They they, they made a little run there. Um, it was going to be 16-10, mm-hmm. and then they took a point off the board because of the false start, and they tried to do the tush push, and it didn't work. But the Eagles got some stops, and their offense seemed to get going. But um, just – I forget what – it was the it was all the pressure that they were getting on Jalen Hurts. Eventually, they spiraled, and then that safety that was the 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 the, the moment that the dam broke. Um, and then I think two plays later, uh, the Bucks hit a big play touchdown. So um, weird. Baker Mayfield getting playoff wins. He's got to he's got to feel good knowing that like the Browns and the Rams are at home, and he's still playing in the playoffs. Yeah. So it's. Down to eight teams, four teams in each conference. It'll be the Packers at San Francisco in the late game Saturday night, and then it'll be Detroit and the Bucks. I think that's the early game Sunday. The, the AFC is a much better – like that divisional round looks great. You've got Bills hosting the Chiefs, awesome game. Ravens hosting Texans, should be a fun game. If, if you remember, the Texans can score some points. That game would be in Kansas City if not for the offsides call – that they called against the Chiefs that Mahomes whined about. And like, you don't have to call that. You don't have to call it. It's a big play. And then, it's they, like, well, and then you have he, to... he saw the replay and realized Kadarius Tony lined up three yards yeah. on the other side of the scrimmage. Yeah. So if, if they like, had not oh, thrown that flag, this game would be in Kansas City. Instead, it'll be in Buffalo. But, you know, it's just going to be cold wherever they're going to play that game at. The The stadium was hilarious in Buffalo. I How love the celebrations where they're just throwing snow in the air. And they just said, like, we're not doing seats because you can't even see the seat numbers. Just first come, first serve. Move the snow out of your spot and just sit where you want. That was a weird scene, a fun scene in Buffalo. We've got a lot more to talk I, about. I noticed, too, They it felt like they were throwing a lot of snowballs on the field. I was wondering when the refs were going to be like, hey, stop throwing the snowballs. <laughs> Probably do that during one of their can, million timeouts. Kenny Pickett was getting snowballs thrown ahead of him. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll get into... We, we could do a little more NFL later in the show, but we're going to immediately get into UK. And yeah. Some updates Old from John yesterday. John Calipari show, actually. John Calipari spoke with the media. But on a on a serious note, a big fan of Kentucky Roll Call, my Aunt Carol passed away this morning after a long battle, and she is just uh, she was the best part of our family, and everybody absolutely loved her. And uh, didn't come as a surprise, surrounded by friends and family. Lived an incredible life, and uh, I'll always remember her example, and we love her very much, and we love her family. So this is Kentucky Roll Call. We'll be back after this. DJ, bring that back. When I move, you move. Just like that. When I move, you move. Just like that. When I move, you move. Just like that. Hell yeah, hey, DJ, bring that back. Go on with your big Let me see something. Tell your little friend he can quit me mugging. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. What's in the bag? The Packers winning next year's Super Bowl. That's what's in the bag. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 
Oh, Great rejoin there, Scoots. Thanks. Figured you'd like that. Good old. That's. Are they still doing that '90s show? Are they maybe doing another season of that? Surely not. I thought I, they were. I enjoyed it. I also enjoyed it. You mm. didn't like it, Scoots? I mean, it was okay. I I think I just went in with the expectation that it was going to be a little bit more similar to that '70s show. What do you I mean? Just, it, it couldn't have been more similar. It was, it was the exact maybe same I, thing. Maybe I didn't watch it enough. I think. Uh, it, did you just want the, the like the original cast? Maybe that's what I wanted. That, that's, yeah, that's probably. Did you want the original cast like to be themselves in the '90s, or did you want them to dress up as '90s kids and act as '90s kids? I think I wanted the night or the '70s cast to be in the '90s. I wanted the '70s cast to dress up as '90s kids and just see if they could fool the audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do, could do, do the show all over again. I, I I thought it was a fun little show. Yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, they are same format, that, same. Set, set scenes. Set, I admittedly yeah. didn't give it enough time. Probably probably need to go back and give it a chance. I watched it all in two days or something like that. <laughs> but you had Red and Kitty, watch. you know. They, you had plenty of them. Yeah, they brought um they brought a lot of people back. They did. And uh Fez was he he ended up being a main character in it. They did not bring back Danny Masterson though. Can't can't have yeah. Danny Masterson no. back. No. But they're gonna have sixteen episodes in twenty twenty four. So what was it on? Netflix? Yeah, this is Netflix. I've 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 been booted off the shared Netflix account that I had. So ooh, you know, yeah, they're really cracking down. They really are. They they got they got us. They got us. So we're gonna have to figure that out because we we just have we have cut Netflix out of the rotation. Would we get Netflix just for that '90s show? Absolutely no, not. No, no, not we wouldn't. We'd need something a little bit better than that. Also, Netflix just. I was having this conversation recently. What what about what do they have that I'm like? Oh, I need to watch that. Nothing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. That's why we didn't really care all that much about it. We do care about what's going on with UK football. And get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We talked about it in detail yesterday. Probably sound a little bit more alarmed or panicked. But I did feel like losing Cohen would be a pretty significant development if it were to happen. Oh, it would be. Roush, seems like the experts, yourself, more likely he's back at UK than not. Yeah. Um and a lot of that is just handicapping where he fell in the pecking order at these other places. Sure. Uh, and then we had some more reports coming out yesterday that seemed to indicate, like, uh, well, you know, Ohio State's unlikely. It's like, yeah, we know. Um, now it's like, does he want to go back to the NFL? Which, that's a funny way to phrase it, because the NFL needs to want him to go back, too. And I don't, I don't, I don't know what the job would be for him. Right now, uh, it would happen much later, but yeah, I, I don't. The this whole thing has always been the, the like the point that I never understood in it at all is that why, like why do why like why is Liam Cohen doing this now? And I'm 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 not, I'm just talking about like like. Why is he going through all this stuff? Is it just to keep your name in the interview? Because I, I felt like Eric Bieniemy did that for a while, where it was like he would interview for head coaching positions, but he never really wanted them. It was just he like he wanted to stay with the Chiefs. He wanted to be Patrick Mahomes' offensive coordinator. Because why not? So maybe that's a reason. But I just felt like it's always felt like this was going nowhere, and I don't know why you would go through that. And 
spend some uh, fan capital, some goodwill that you've had built up, because it's all gone. Like, there's no, I don't, I don't, I don't think people were holding A&M, only like some people were holding A&M over Stoops' head. But with Cohen, it I, I don't I don't get the sense from anybody that they're happy with this at all. Are you talking about from a fan perspective or from people inside the program? F- fan perspective. Okay. All right. Like like the basically like Kentucky has to kick ass and score a lot of points, or they're going to think of Cohen as a bust and not twenty twenty one Cohen. Like his benefit of the doubt is he's erased it all in. We were probably going to spend most of the offseason being like, you know, they were pretty decent. They, 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 they should have been better, but they were decent. Like that's that. It's we're going to look at him with much harsher scrutiny than they would previously. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah, like his goodwill. We got the cool guy back. It, it'll be gone. Yeah, and people like the the first bad offensive game. People are going to lose their minds. Yes, and. This guy thinks he's going to be a head coach. But, yeah. but fans are generally delusional and mean. Fickle. I, I, mean, I shouldn't say all fans but are, you but know, there's a mean portion of fans. And manic, absolutely. You, yeah, we know what we're talking. Yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. see it on the Thornton sex line from time to time. I can get like that from time to time. And I am a fan, and my expectation will be for Cohen not to be UK's offensive coordinator for 2025. Why would I? He's uh, nearly tried to dip out every single chance he's gotten. Most mm-hmm. of the time, well, he'll be 50-50 on being successful in terms of being able to get another job. I bet the odds are he'll get one after 2025. So, man, I don't, I don't you know, whatever. I, 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 After you kind of painted it out and laid it out, I know Stoops is under contract for longer, but I could totally see this year being the the last year the band goes on tour. Yeah. One, 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 final, one final tour. And then it just breaks up. Stoops goes, some, maybe he goes to Iowa. Better, you know, the Big Ten, maybe a better style of play for him. Or hell, it, maybe it, he just retires. Maybe he just retires. Yeah. It, I don't know. Just I, Once you laid it all out for me yesterday, and especially with the way the roster is set up, and we like the freshman class that they're getting, there's going to be guys that will emerge this year that will be excited about their futures. Brock could be a guy that could hang around for a little bit. Yeah. On the one hand, though, you want Brock to be so good that, that he goes. That yeah. he goes but, right. and, and I think we'd all be okay with that. But maybe he's in a similar Will Levis boat where it's like, you could go or come back. So you could get a quarterback back that you could be really excited about. I don't want to say 2025 is just – there's not going to be anything left left in the cupboards, but it all your star players, everything is kind of pointing towards this season. The schedule is difficult, but could you take care of business and things at home for the most part with the exception of a game? Yeah. And then can you steal one, two road games? If you do that, you're looking at a really nice season, Roush. Potentially a season that if everything goes your way, 12-team college football playoff, you could be at the back end of that if the, your schedule's tough enough, certainly, to get there. I don't think they will, but... That's why, all right, Cohen, just announce you're coming back, whatever. All the uh, all the people that may want to leave the program, not leave the program, looking at better jobs, whatever, I don't care. Let's just make this 2024 fun, and then if that's when it's all said and done, hopefully it can end on a high note and not end on like a disgruntled, everybody angry note. Don't, don't want to be disgruntled. Would prefer not to be. Would prefer to be perfectly gruntled. Just not, not yeah, just a leveled gruntled. Would love mm-hmm. to be gruntled. Um, is Cohen gruntled in Lexington? I don't know. Um, love that it's like, well, they weren't on the same page. They are on the same page. They aren't on the same page. They are. Uh, so I'm, 
Yeah, I, I so I I can't figure out exactly what the hell is going on over there, um, but I, yeah, uh, it 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 if you couldn't tell, this has just been very irritating for me because if, if has Ra- has Roush been iced out? Well, it, it just it's felt like this was a Vince move, but it wasn't even like a well articulated Vince move. You know, and like because here's the other thing too, Jason Candle probably going to take the job at Ohio State. He's really the only name that's been mentioned in that coaching search until Cohen's name got brought up by UK people um, on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. Candle's probably going to take that job. You know where Candle coaches now? Uh, Toledo. Toledo, right? You know where Vince Marrow is? Oh. Yeah, we're we're going to hear that again. And you know what? If, at least, like, I... I, I, <laughs> I so right. Yeah, so right. At least, like, I can... Like uh, I, I know what to expect. I know the kind of end game, and you know what? Like if anybody's earned their money this last year, Vince Mayer of of all the big coordinators, he's done as well as any of them as far as like getting players. Because he got this. I mean, I think it's his best high school recruiting class. I know he played a big part in the Gerald Mincy thing, which we didn't even talk about yesterday. Like that also irritated me too. Gerald Mincy, big get. We just like oh. Didn't talk about it because so much other stuff happened over the weekend. Um, yeah, they locked him up like as soon as he got to his visit. It was, looked like it was locked up at Jeff Ruby's, but or it wherever do- they went, it does feel like the the Cohen was trying to make some sort of move to generate some positive buzz for himself. But he wasn't going to get a, an actual raise because he's already making almost two million dollars, and also. Uh, I just, I, I just don't know what his end game in all of this was because he's like third or fourth in all of these jobs that he was reportedly in the mix for. So it, it was just, it's, it's weird, and you know maybe something from the NFL does ultimately end up materializing, and we're sitting here going through an offensive coordinator search three weeks from now. But all in all, it looks like Coleman's back. I just, I didn't, I, I don't know what kind of power play. What was his end game in this power play? Because if it's, it's that's what it felt like was a power play sort of move. I just don't know. See, I can make a case for the opposite of that. That like it it's not like legitimately the Bears just reached out to him and he's thinking like, hey, some connections better than no connections. Maybe I'm gonna be in the NFL later. I don't think the Bears are gonna hire me, but why would I not listen to them? Like why would I not go see what they have to say? Worst case, I don't get the job. I don't have the job. That's fine. I'm getting paid a lot of money where I'm at. Best case, I get to meet these people and Maybe down the road we work together. Maybe they're impressed by my interview, but they just have to hire somebody that's a little bit more qualified, which would be understandable. But you're the Bears. It doesn't matter who you bring in. You're going to stink anyways. Yeah, Cohen should be true. happy. But I, I, I could take it as like, you know, I had to I had to take the call. Had to take the call yeah. because it did nothing but benefit me moving forward. I get that UK fans may be upset about it, but I had to do what was best for did me. Did he have to take the Ohio State call too? Did, was there an, even an Ohio State call? Yeah, you know, like I, you bring up a lot of good or points may, with may, that. It didn't come from the Ohio State. All, folks. all of the Ohio State folks too were like, "Yeah, he's not a serious option." They all said that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that stuff's interesting. So maybe that was just so like, uh, okay. So maybe he does does get a call from the Bears, and then is like, "Well, if I put this out there too, then it looks like that a lot of people are after me." That's true. Yeah, you know. 
I love I love that you're calling the Toledo thing. I mean, Roush is playing chess here, folks. A few moves ahead. That will be something to keep an eye on. We need to wrap up hour number one. We'll get to hour number two. We didn't get to finish the Thornton's text line yesterday, so we'll get to that. John Calipari had some interesting things to say, an update on the arrow as well. Ooh, Don't go anywhere. Another big move for a former Indiana football staffer, two scoots. Oh, everybody's on pins and needles for that one. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kaler. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Thanks for tuning in. I don't like UK not having a basketball game tonight. Feels but weird, but this it, it is actually... going to be our reality for this season. If it was going to be... The like a holiday doesn't feel as bad, right? I I, I suppose so. Yeah. But the holiday that we sent the kids, the the kids, the kid to school, we both had to work. It didn't really feel like a holiday for us. Necessarily. The kid, you got to send the kid to school. Yes, lucky. Yeah, uh, on a delay because of the weather, but yeah, there's only like five kids in their class. That's it. Well, not that uh, only five came in. Oh, okay. For not, whatever, that's reason. not the normal number. Yeah. So Wednesday tonight, and then I don't know. There's there's several. I think they play Florida at the end of the month on the 31st. I think that's a Wednesday. Then then I don't know. Got Indiana only, Purdue tonight. There's only four Wednesday basketball games. I know that because uh, they're messing with our changing up our podcast schedule a little bit. So I'm going to be doing a little football talk tonight with Luckett. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll be fun. And then that changes our schedule a little bit. We're still going to do Corey Price trivia on Thursday. It just won't be to start the show because we'll probably talk UK-Mississippi State on Thursday morning to to start the show. And we'll talk more Cats-Bulldogs tomorrow, preview what Mississippi State's going to try to do. Uh, And again, we'll we'll talk more basketball today, but we'll save our attention for the Bulldogs for tomorrow's show. Keep the text coming in, 502-414-1450. And head on over to ShadyRays.com. If you're hitting the slopes this season, you'll want the coolest goggles on the mountain or if you're going to Paoli the Hill. Uh, you can get them at ShadyRays.com and save a lot of money by using the promo code BIGX. Scoots, I think I've asked you this before. Are you a skier, snowboarder? You do any of the winter uh, sports? No, I have never done that. I'm I'm more of a sit my fat butt on a tube and just ride down the hill wherever it takes me. Yeah, yeah, sledding's a good time as yeah. well. You can have snow goggles for, for sledding. Sure. They've got Frontier, they've got Denali, and you betcha, they've got the Kids Dripped Snow Goggles. It's a new launch. You can choose between four awesome colors for the kids or the toddlers if you're trying to get them on the slopes. Check them out at ShadyRays.com. Uh, if you know a snowboarder or skier in your life, these make unbelievable gifts. They're going to be the best goggles they have on the mountain. Go to ShadyRays.com and do not forget the promo code Big X. And if you need sunglasses, anything else, kids, men's, blue light, prescription they've got it all and do not forget about their great uv shirts we're not too worried about the sun right now because it's so cold but boy those are just fun and comfortable shirts to wear around the house they've got five different colors of those uv shirts the comfiest shirt i own i mean that planning a beach vacation with the family 
Red Sweet. Spring Break. So uh, that best believe that'll be. Oh yeah, you may want to get a few more. Yeah, rock them a, a couple different days. We got the salmon. I uh, you get the salmon color. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. Too. I like the salmon. It's good. It's good. Looking but I see color. some of the other ones. I want. I want the other ones. Too. I got gray. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Shadyrays.com. We love shady rays. Love them. Absolutely love shady rays. We don't love hearing that a dude the arrow is still probably going to be out tomorrow. No. John Calipari said, yeah, you know, just the same old John Calipari, John Calipari, John Calipari. But the bad news is, it seems like he's going he's gonna to be out again, Roush, which we're over a month now. Yeah. December 21st against Wolzel was the last game he played. Yeah. It's January 16th. It's a long time ago. Long, long time ago. It's not ideal. It's not an ideal situation. He's a really important player for UK. My concern, like, you know, at some point, Roush, in injury, with injuries, people are hurt for a certain amount of time, and then they get better, and then they're better. But when is that? When are we going to cross that threshold for a do? Because we don't really even know exactly what's going on. They're only saying general soreness. People inside or people that have connections inside the program are alluding to some back stuff, which he, is understandable. He, he said back stiffness at some point throughout the last month. Yeah. So my guess is to make sure that back spasms don't pop up again, maybe you take an extra week or two off. To like, We're going to go a little bit over the top. It seems like we're like the past the week or two now. Like Now it's getting into, like did, did, it, did he re-injure it? And then you'll get some commentary from Leach and Goose saying – yeah, he went through warm-ups, but you could tell he wasn't comfortable doing that. And that I, I, I what I'm about to say isn't to say that that cancels out that opinion, but you'll see him celebrating on the bench just like any of the other players jumping up and down, going wild. There's obviously a difference between jumping up and down on a bench between playing an SEC basketball game. I fully understand that. But my only concern is, and it's not to say that he's faking it, obviously. Not saying that at all. Not saying that there's like a secret suspension going on and that they're trying to cover this up. Because if he was suspended, I don't think he'd be traveling with the team. And Right. You're just – I think I know where you're getting at. Like, I think at I, what point do you just got to play through it? Well, it, and that really isn't necessarily what I'm getting at, but that's true. And I think Jack Pilgrim said if it was tournament games, he'd probably go out there and play. But my concern is if it if it's still getting re-injured or it's still hurting and you're taking all this time off – What's to say February 10th it doesn't hurt again? And then are you out another month then? who's Is this something that's so fragile that it can happen at any point that are you really even preventing – what are you preventing by waiting longer? For it to heal more, I just don't understand injuries, I think is what I'm getting at. <laughs> I'm saying that in a mocking and jokingly way, but – like, all right, is this this threshold for a dude the arrow that if he gets to this point, we think his back's going to be totally healthy, he'll be ready to go? In which case, sweet, let's get to that point. But the just the day-to-day, the day-to-day, the day-to-day makes you think that, like, oh, boy, it's not getting better. And that's just how the U.K. handles injuries, and it's annoying because they could have said, hey, you know what, it's a back thing. This is probably going to be about a month for him. We're going to hold him out, and hopefully in a month he'll be ready to go. But UK doesn't do that, Roush. And John Calipari doesn't do that. And what they do do is the day-to-day stuff, which is fine. Maybe that's legitimate. May, like, it very well could be. I'm just worried, it, when is, is the day-to-day going to go on for another month? Because why wouldn't it? Yeah. It, does that make any sense, like, what I'm getting at? No, I'm no, not no, complaining I, about injuries. I'm not really even complaining about just, what UK does. I'm just worried about a do. No I, no, I understand what you're saying. It's like, 
when he comes back, are we just going to get, uh, is this going to be a human centipede sort of situation? We just keep doing this over and over again, and it's just a continuing cycle, uh, which I think is fair. And like but, it was like, you know, the Florida game. All right, he's going to be out Florida. It's going to make that game tough, but we'll get him back soon. This could be a good learning experience then, for this team. But then now we're is it just going to be another two weeks where it's like, okay, we're going to get him back and things are going to be all right. At some point, one, this UK team's just a different team without him, and it's not for the better. So I hope that's not the case. And two, what point do you worry about a dude taking a month off a dude, a dude, taking a month off a season and then mm-hmm. having to come back, shake the rust off, get back to in game shape? If he can't play in a game, and Cows mentioned that he hasn't been practicing, what's his conditioning going to be at? So I guess I'm just starting to get worried big picture with how with a do and how it impacts UK. And you still got plenty of time, but like in a couple weeks, a few weeks, you you will not you will no longer have plenty of time. That makes sense? No, I I, I, I <laughs> it does not make sense. I totally get you. I get what you're saying, and uh, it's frustrating, particularly against a team like Mississippi State. It's going to another physical. They're going to try to bully up inside, kill you on the glass, grind this thing out. Um, It's it's frustrating because I the one thing that you thought this team lacked at A and M was physicality. It was toughness, and that's. That's what a do brings to the table. A lot mm-hmm. of explosiveness. A lot of the better than anybody else on the team. Just big little stuff, guy. Well, right. isn't isn't that what you have to worry about too? If he does come back, is just the way he plays would put him in peril again. That's another great point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he's somebody that's gonna be throwing his body around, but we don't really know the exact extent of the injury. Again, we all think it's back related, and that is yeah, you don't want your back to be falling down, pushed around. Yeah. But any you know anything in the SEC is going to be physical. We just want we this team has I think ceiling is lowered without a Duke the arrow. Correct. Well, I, I don't think that's really even debatable. The question is how much is it lowered? That's where the conversation is. And I don't think they they can win a national championship without a Duke the arrow. The the other part of this is just bodies in the front court. And Cal he got pressed on it last night by a caller. Uh, and he said that, you know what, we're going to have to get more aggressive with Z- Big Z's eligibility. But, wh- why Why now? That's a, that's a, I, had, I, I had that written down. I had that highlighted to talk about. It's just about. Like, like, what? And secondly, can you describe that? What, what does that mean? Yeah. And I think he's like just doing the thing where he's saying something that maybe people will like to hear, but doesn't Like a really, rallying cry? But doesn't really mean anything. Because like what, like what could they do to be more aggressive? I'd love to know. Like, uh, legitimately would love to know. Because they should have been doing it two weeks ago. <laughs> and it's, again, I don't go to the press conferences because I don't get paid to go to the press conferences. But I wish so, like, people can ask. I'm not, there could be more questions asked to John Calipari on on, on the Adu stuff, on the Big Z stuff. A simple, what is the holdup there? What are, What is the NCAA telling you all is the holdup? Are they saying anything? Because this is your opportunity, Cal, to get put the emphasis on them and put them on blast. Where if a reporter, and, and this was the coach's show, so you couldn't, and Leach wasn't going to do it, and I totally understand, and we all love Tom Leach. Yeah, but it's the coach's show. It's a different dynamic. It's totally different dynamic. But he does every so often do a press availability. Not a ton, but every so often he'll do it. But somebody could just say, hey, Cal, what is the NCAA telling you all is the cause of the delay with the Big Z situation? What and and maybe maybe he doesn't give you an answer. Maybe he gives you something like this. We don't know. 
we haven't we're we're in limbo just like anybody so, else. He did he did do that this weekend. He said that they it haven't heard a, from the NCAA. Uh, it was a stipend issue. That 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 was his. Experience. Oh really? So he did comment on it. Value of said stipends, few hundred dollars. He made a stipend near the NCAA and saying oh, it was, it was too much the, of a stipend. Okay. Yeah. On the on the Coach K podcast. Ah, okay, okay. There we go. I knew I was going to say. I thought I heard him finally say it somewhere, but okay. I did. I did not listen to the Coach K podcast. And, and this isn't me like trying to do a gotcha on Calipari or anything like that. I'm well, trying like, to have Cal get more public, like because every other stuff with the NCAA is a huge topic, and Jay Billis and he's he's gone to bat for Big Z a bit, but like. Let's get some more public pressure on it. And the Rupton Ho Good guys doing also, the billboard how, was kind of funny. Hiding it on the Coach K podcast, though, like you could just true say it. You can come back. Yeah, <laughs> yesterday on the Coach's Show, be like, yeah, I said on the Coach K podcast it's a stipend thing, which is ridiculous in the era of nil. Why in the world would anybody care if – how does that make him – how would that impact his eligibility? Uh, also, he was a professional. Well, you, you don't think – Rob Dillingham, an overtime elite, was getting money. Is he a professional? <laughs> Did you see uh, Florida State's nil rules they broke? The yeah, w- with the the booster and the collective, I mean, and where it was like illegal nil benefits, and all it was was the coach just dropped him off at a meeting to go talk to their collective. Yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like what, what? Once you open this can of worms, like it, yeah, try try sticking the toothpaste back in the tube. Yeah, okay. Which, by the way, would really like to see somebody try to do that. Scoots, do you think you could stuff some toothpaste back into a tube? Absolutely not. Cal also said... How do we think they even put the toothpaste in the tube? It's a machine. Yeah, you stick it in the... They seal the end. Well, no, duh, Scoots. Everything's I'm, just, I'm just telling Roush. He just asking. Could you put the toothpaste did you, into did the you, tube? Do you think Roush thought that the toothpaste came unsealed? I don't know how Roush's brain works. And yeah, if you're nobody, insinuating nobody that I should... That. <laughs> <laughs> That's toothpaste stock. <laughs> Cal said that Justin Edwards had his best game by far. I and agree. he's happy that he's pushing through his anxiety. He's an important player to the team. I think I think he looked um he's he's looking more confident on said the Said nobody's in the gym as much as he is, and he's so proud of what he's overcoming. He's Cal's Basically, Cal's trying to pull it out of him. He thinks it's in there, and there's a chance to pull it out of him. All right. We're saying this as friends. I want Justin Edwards to be a great basketball player. Cal's positivity quotes make me worried more than almost anything I've seen on the court. You know how he plays. You know how he tries to pull. And when a player's – like, and he's being really hard on Dillingham because he knows Dillingham's just, like, good. He knows Dillingham can take this thing to, like, a whole new level. He did the same thing with Carl Anthony Towns. He did the same thing with Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox from time to time. Sometimes he'd turn his attention to Bam. But when he's loving on somebody, you know things aren't you, – you know the guy needs loving. He's loving on Justin Edwards in a way we haven't seen since Galabissier. To be fair, to be fair – Scal was an all right player in March. Like he wasn't on the one hand. Oh he, yeah, he, he got better. On the one hand, he was the reason UK lost, but that had nothing to really do with him. He wasn't a 240 pound physical big. So like Scal being Scal, UK lost IU because they didn't have a defender that could stop Thomas Bryant, and Jamal Murray got shut down, shut down by OG and Anobi, unfortunately, and in some weird parallel universe. Yogi played as well as 
Tyler Eulis did Gosh, for was, 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah, Yogi was a baller. But, like, oh, Scout was playing. Like, UK system was looking pretty solid there at the end of the season. They won the SEC tournament. Scout did get better as the season went on. I think what we saw on Saturday should be the expectation for Justin Edwards. And, Scooch, you're going to probably be like, no doy, and, you know, probably for good reason. But, like, he only had 8-4 and four mm-hmm. in 22 minutes. That should, I think, be the expectation for Justin Edwards. And if that's what you get out of him, I'm I'm cool with that. I think the expectation, though, or I, I, I think the worry is, like, well, that was just a ho-hum game for him. Wait till he has a great game, and we're going to force the issue till he does. I don't want that. I think we need to just say Justin Edwards is a role player on this team, and a, and he can be a darn good one at that. Right? There's nothing wrong with that. That's, I mean, I, I, that game last for Justin Edwards should be what we expect. The thing about him is the expectations for him and his game coming into the season, if you would have told TJ back in August or whatever that Justin Edwards would average eight points, four rebounds, would you have been okay with that? Probably not. But we have seen Justin Edwards have a lot of just media, mediocre, ho-hum games where that has now become the expectation that eight points, four rebounds is his best game of the season. And I, I don't think Cal was off when he said that. I think it was his best game of the season. But, I mean, if that's if that's what the expectations have become, yeah, that's what you need to see out of Edwards. I mean, and if he can do that. Admittedly, he's averaging nine and four on the year. Oh, is he? Okay. But hasn't scored in double digits in an SEC game, has only scored in double digits once since – December, or I guess twice, Louisville in the UNC-Wilmington game when DJ Wagner was out. But that UNC-Wilmington game, he was horrible. Make no mistake, the fact that he scored 11 points, it was not a good 11 points. So he is averaging 9-4, and four, so I know there's people listening being like, well, you're saying that's the game he should have. Isn't that the season that he's having? Fine. That, that Let's let him have that season. But instead of him averaging, what is it, probably like 23 minutes. minutes per game, 24 minutes per game, let's see that bad boy go south. Yeah, and I think it will. As soon as, I think it will as soon as the Duke gets back. I yeah. think you're right. Because really, a lot of this, where I noticed Justin Edwards for all the wrong reasons, it's just defensively. Like there's just not a. When he gets beat, it's the the guy scoring a layup. You know, like yeah. it's 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 bad. Uh, but I do think you can see the aggressiveness, and you're right, TJ. Um, I I like the guys that Cal is kind of dogging because that means he's no like he knows he can get away with it. Um, they need it. They need right. to stay hungry, and they need to right. be pushed. But you know that's his way of being hey. like, I'm not worried about where they're at mentally. Although Dillingham's made a big deal about you know mental struggles and stuff like that, but I think Cal realizes that like this dude could be maybe you know in a in a boat similar to Trey Young, better than Trey Young, more efficient than Trey Young. Yeah, why not? Certainly more efficient. Yeah, notice high volume. I will say I don't want to. I'm not going to say I told you so, but the peak made a videos like everybody's preseason predictions and you got to include a hot take. And my hot take was just like, Justin Edwards ain't ready for this. You was could, it? Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. just, you, he, he's not, he doesn't handle physicality well and he needs to, that needs to be his game, but he just, he can't finish around the rim and he struggles with it. Um, and that's, that's what we've seen so far is uh, an unwillingness. He's a driving big. Or a driving three, a slasher three that struggles to finish the rim. You can't, you can't do that, right? Yeah. Now he was stepping into his threes and they were going inside out. And I want to say he knocked down two against A and M. So you know, some of that confidence is getting there, but a lot of it for me is just handling physicality. That's always tough for freshmen. I mean, we 
saw it with Bradshaw, and that's where we'll talk about it more tomorrow. But like Tolu Smith, grown ass man. I mean, he's like a twenty five year old college basketball player. How long has Kentucky been playing Tolu Smith? Forever. Uh, I think Patrick Patterson went against him yeah. his freshman year, but, and he's good. He's a really good like. I, that's what I I expect Mississippi State to always have. If it's not exactly Tolu Smith, just some Bernardo Sydney, Jarvis Bernardo. Like, you know, seeing, I always call him Bernardo. It's Renardo Sydney was his name. Renardo Sydney was the big boy. Yeah, but like they, Jarvis Bernardo was the twig shot blocker. Yes, but they Mississippi State always has to have some big guy that's pretty good, not like great and going to do things in the NBA, but a pretty good big who's going to make this kind of a nasty game. Tolu Smith's been that for seventeen years now. Um, and he's going to do that tomorrow. It, can can Kentucky's bigs just tread water and not get completely exposed by them? Fascinated what those uh, totals will be for Tolu Smith. Well, DraftKings didn't even put up. They only had Dillingham and Shepard totals on Saturday. Yeah, and then FanDuel had nothing until late, and then they put a bunch of them. Which is up. weird. Which yeah. is weird. Whatever. Sports gambling companies in their – there's a lot of funny business with college basketball props. There really is. There is. Uh, we'll talk more about the Bulldogs tomorrow. We'll see DJ Jeffries one time, the first John Calipari decommit ever. And since then, there's been a couple. Scott Clark. And Nolan Hickman. Ooh. So those three, maybe we're missing one and, more. And you took that one personally. Scott Clark was a blessing <laughs> looking back. I was I was wrong about Nolan Nolan Hickman. I mean, he's a, he's a fine college player, but he's not Gonzaga. he's not up to UK. Did he lost to Santa Clara last week? Yeah, of course UK gets Gonzaga when they're like a bubble team. Yeah. The one year in the last thirty, <laughs> UK gets. I remember when they made the series. I was like, I like this series because you can always guarantee that it's going to be considered a good win. They're always going to be a one or two or three seed. You know, it's going to be a good win on oh, selection Sunday. It's not going to be a quad one game at Rupp. No, it, it, if Gonzaga keeps free fall and maybe it's a quad three. It wouldn't be a quad three. But, I mean, it's probably going to come from – actually, you never know. With the way they kind of switch it, the parameters for home versus away and neutral and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, suck at Gonzaga. 502-414-1450. Let's take a earlier break than normal here. We'll come back. We'll dive in, try to finish up the tax line. Wipe the slate clean for a wacky Wednesday show tomorrow as we preview the Cats in Mississippi State. This is KRC on the Big X. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Okay, folks, the guy in front of you is Tommy. He'll be taking you through my little spiel here. Tommy is a Scorpio. He likes biking, and he's never been late. What's the matter with the clothes I'm wearing? Can't you tell that your tie's too wide? Maybe I should buy some old tab collars. Welcome back to the age of jive. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. Make sure you're checking out both sides of the dial. Hopefully you have us downloaded wherever you get your podcast. Even if you don't listen on podcasts, we'd appreciate it. A review and a download. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call wherever you do get your podcast. And a replay of the show, 9 to 11. A lot of great local programming on the Big X to keep you warm on a chilly Tuesday. A Taco Tuesday, even. Salsaritas has you covered for your tacos, and they will warm you up. You can get the creamy hot queso. Mm. 
that would just feel good to I there there would be some sporting events where you could get those breadsticks at like the stadium that'd be With really really cheese. hot yeah and it just almost you'd almost be like i don't even want to eat the breadsticks they're just so warm i want to have them on my body oh you can yeah. do that with the salsa they're almost that, like oven yeah the little warmers i want a jacket full of heated breadsticks is that too, <laughs> is that too much to ask but i think you'd get a similar impact from the queso at salsaritas like you wouldn't want to pour it on your body necessarily or would you possibly i, I don't care what you do in seeing your own, people own do home. those little mud baths Oh yeah, and it's like oh, it's good for your skin. Like, what would case case would be better? I bet. I much better, especially Hard. from salsaritas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you don't, it's warm. It'll warm you up. Their tacos will. Their quesadillas will. Everything will. It's salsaritas. The friendly staff smiles will really warm you up. And then saving money will make you feel better, which in part will warm you up. Download that app. You'll save. You can order online on the app, so you can save yourself some time. You can do delivery on the app. And you know what? If you're the the boss person at your office, go ahead and get Salsaritas catering for your work staff. They would love it. It would make them feel better about having to drag their butts out of bed on such a cold day. Salsaritas, we love them. Two locations in Louisville. Middletown, you don't have to get out of your car because they have a drive-thru right by my new office. And then they have the St. Matthew's location, which is my the one that I normally go to, but not as much anymore. But I love it there as well. You'll love both of the places. Download the app today. Salsaritas, it's great. Speaking of cold and baths, what's the deal with the comeback of these ice baths? Have y'all been seeing that? Ooh, I've been doing cold showers along those same lines. I do think it's funny that influencers are like, the uh, cold, what do they call them? Cold dips? Cold pl- cold plunge yeah. is what they call it. It the It's so good for your health. It's like, wait, you mean ice, good for your body. Apparently, it's good, apparently it's good for your, like, your mind, too, and all that. Oh, it, I mean, if but you, I've seen all kinds of people doing. There it. are okay. a ton of health benefits from ice ice bath. Okay, but the the reason why it's good for your mind is because you're spending ten minutes a day doing self reflection. Like, what is meditation? What is prayer? It's self reflection. Just chill out, breathe in and out for ten minutes a day. You don't have to jump in an ice bath to do it. You you don't have to talk to God to do it. You don't have to talk. Just any sort of self reflection fulfill. Like they're all they're all the same. Scoots, when you hop in an ice bath, you lose your breath. Oh yeah. So what you have? So it lo- it teaches you like to kind of how to breathe properly in terms of filling up all your lungs, mm-hmm. getting the most out of your breath. A lot, most people don't even actually breathe correctly. Like that, you you're supposed to breathe through your nose. You're supposed to fill up the back of your lungs. You're supposed to feel it in your back. You're supposed to hold it for four seconds, and then you're supposed to release. Do I? I don't do. I mean, not, nobody does it the correct way all the time. But an ice bath will like quite literally force you to have to control your breathing mm-hmm. so that's a benefit and controlling your breathing roush is right you get in control of your mind a little bit more it just it it helps you get in control of everything that's like some of the mental benefits and roush is right you can meditate and get a lot of those benefits in your you own do right a little yoga you, you work can, on that breathing yeah exercise. you can you can learn to breathe just sitting in your office the right way however there are physical benefits in terms of like muscle it's good for your muscles to get an ice bath um, it can actually increase metabolism. It just get, it sparks. It's almost like a jump start for your entire body. Just like oh oh oh, we're awake, we're good. Like we'll get to moving again. Blood cells, let's get working. Everybody get working. It's kind of like when you're dozing off at work and the boss comes and you're like oh man, I really need to get it together. Which I know you don't necessarily have to worry about too much. You you still take naps at the hotel? Uh no, I actually I don't work at the hotel very often anymore. I mean maybe like twelve fifteen hours a week. So, yeah, I'm I'm almost on my way out. 
Wow. I've, I've almost achieved my goal of getting out of the hotel business. Are so. you excited about that? I am excited about that, yeah. I'm excited if you're excited. Yeah. Well, good. I tried to talk my managers into, they were asking me the other day, I was talking to them about it, and they were like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know, I think maybe getting like a part-time gig at a golf course would be fun. You get to golf for free, everybody's always happy. So I was trying to talk them into, into getting a golf course gig. They were like, oh, if we go to golf course, will you go with us? And I was like, well, yeah. Because that's the thing. At hotels, you get stupid complaints. Not everybody's always happy. But on the golf course, you got a joker out there shooting 140. He's going to come back to the clubhouse. He's still going to be happy because he's out on the golf course away from his wife, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's obviously very upset, angry, entitled people on golf courses. Yeah, but it's going to be way less than hotel. I would agree, I would agree with that. I've known a lot of people that have worked at golf courses, Scoots. They didn't overall love their experiences. But they don't have the same positive attitude that you have. Thanks, pal. So I think I I, I think that'd be I think that'd be a good. When I would retire, I would love to walk, work at a golf course. Mm-hmm. You know, just like I I don't think I'm ever gonna just not work. work. Oh, one of a uh, family friend, he had to get a job at Ace and just to do something to have something. Yeah, to do why not? The day. And he knows nothing about tools, but he knows where they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he knows that he can help you find them. My first job was at a hardware store, and I did not know where the tools were, and I could not help you find them. Really, one of the more proud achievements of adulthood for me is not having to ask where things are when I go to a Lowe's or Home Depot. I mean, if you read the signs, it makes it pretty easy. First off, Scoots, you can suck it. And secondly, (laughs) typically you need something oddly specific when you – it's like you need this very specific piece of hardware. And just – Getting your your feel for where that is in the store without having to look it up. I feel great about myself not having to look things up when I go to hardware. It's the store. little things in life, so good. Yeah, a texture. You, you know what, Scoots? You can suck it, buddy. <laughs> hey, how does it feel that all of your former Indiana coaching staff, Tom Allen's coordinators, are now leading Alabama football? Kalen DeBoer uh, has got Kane Womack to be his defensive coordinator. So have fun with that. What do you mean have fun with that? Walmart won more games at South Alabama than he did at Indiana. He, was he a head coach there? Yeah. Last oh, three, good for him. Yeah. I always love the head coach to a coordinator move. He was 17-9 and nine over his last two years. Had a 10-3 and three season at South Alabama. This year was a little underwhelming for him, but they went 10-3, and three, lost the uh, – basically just lost to Summerall and, at Troy um, away from winning the Sun Belt in 2022. Pretty good – pretty good pretty – Play caller there. Now the it, the drama was was it going to be Kane Womack, DeBoer's buddy from their Indiana playing days, who uh, did well as a head coach, or was it going to be T Rob? I just say T Rob because it's like Travarius Robinson. T Rob's arguably the best. Like he's probably the most respected assistant in the SEC right now. Um, he was at Auburn previously. Um, was recruiting his brains off. He was the guy who got Trevin Wallace to Auburn, and then they fired Malzahn, and then T-Rob was looking for a new job elsewhere. He, he I think, was the defensive coordinator at Alabama last year, or like he had some title, but he was at Alabama. DeBoer talked to T-Rob, ultimately couldn't convince him to stay, and so he goes to Georgia. And it's like, oh, so Georgia just has another uh, quote-unquote best recruiter in the SEC on their staff. Poor guys. Like, they're just... Well, is Kirby ever going to buy a break? Well... Good for Georgia. Bastards. To answer your question, Roush, I'm not worried. We got Coach Sig, baby. Oh. New era. Sig's up. Sig, Sig's inside? <laughs> Are there any places you can smoke inside 
in the greater Louisville area? Like, if we wanted to go to a bar and light up a heater. No. Yeah, somewhere. There's got to be one in Indiana, right? Is Indiana no No, smoking? Indiana, definitely not. Indiana, I have smoked inside of an establishment in Indiana in the last two years. They, so they, they, they have they, a cigar bar. They have there. cigar bars. They do, if they don't sell food, you can smoke inside, yeah. Oh, whoa. <laughs> anywhere? At like a bar or restaurant type oh. deal. Yeah. Well, then if they don't have food, then it's not a restaurant. Then it's a bar, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can smoke cigs at bars. I've been to a cigar bar in Indiana. It was, pretty, it was cool. In Jeffersonville? Yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty awesome. Yeah, we they, we, we, they could tell we weren't regulars. That, that, was, that was a big <laughs> group of regulars there, and they could tell we were not one of them. But they were. it was nice. We had a good time. Was it well ventilated? Yes, great. It was. Mm-hmm. It really was. Like it had a cigar smell, obviously, to it, but you weren't choking down nice. on like smoke or anything like that. Did it, you drink it, their old fashions? No. Oh, they have great old fashions. Ah, I wish I would have known. Yeah. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. They my, have a smoked one that's oof. Ooh, the smoked ones are always. Fun. I think. Mm-hmm. I think those are just. You know you're a, right. a gimmick. Uh, yeah, yeah, they are. yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad you You know you're wasting money. They are, but like that, you know, you it's can, cool. It's a cool you gimmick. Can, you can have a little show to your food or a little show to your drink. It can be a little flashy. And people like that, but some people don't. They just want the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, our rebounding in an OT was a hot load of cow manure. Them getting four offensive rebounds. Watch the language. Them getting four offensive rebounds and taking roughly two minutes off the clock was so big. We'll be fine moving forward, but that loss hurts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Only one made field goal for either team in overtime. Not not the best basketball. What's so funny is Joe Flacco literally just woke up from his couch, decided to throw the pigskin a couple more times from retirement, and is absolutely chopping. So hilarious and great to see. Do we? I think that's probably it for Joe, right? Got no. Or is there some team that's like, you know what? You were okay. He still threw a ton of interceptions, a ton in yeah. the short time that he was and playing. That's what he does. Roush, when and where did you dunk on somebody? I have a very hard time believing this. <laughs> oh, see, that is that is one of those caveats that's fun because um, – It was on a Nerf goal. <laughs> it was uh, at Boward High School uh, against uh, KCD. Just, I mean, it's, it was just KCD, but I did, like, completely game on them in f- full court. Dunked twice in that game. Uh, or, but you caught a body. Oh, somebody – did you get an N1? Yeah, yeah, it was the same one. It was in transition, and uh, even my coach was like, "Roush, didn't know you had that in you." Ah, that's cool. And we like, I never, video. I never get a I, like. He would never compliment me, but he was like ripping the whole teams on the sideline. He's like, "Why don't some of y'all go out there and be an athlete like Roush?" And I was like, "Nobody's ever said that in their lives. <laughs> go be an athlete like Roush." Did you all win the game? Yeah, and it was a summer league game against KCD. We should have won. The other dunk I had in a game. Um, it was mid-season, so I wasn't in quite as good a shape. Well, beaten up by football, not as explosive. And in transition, went to jump, and it was like I stepped in a hole. So I went up, and I like oh, almost got hung by the rim. And I just got it over, kind of gradual. It, it was not uh, the cleanest dunk. And even the ref, like I went to the free throw line, and ref's like, so uh, was that a dunk? Even <laughs> He was kind of giving me hell. Speaking of underwhelming dunks, did you see UK got dunked on last night? Oh, no. UK women's basketball. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. That wolf. <sighs> what was the final? You, you knew it was bad when the spread was 45, and they almost had it covered in the first half. If the spread was 45, and I could have bet that somewhere, I would have definitely bet it. Uh, they, they, they got embarrassed. Yeah. Remember when that used to be like a rivalry between Don Staley and Matthew Mitchell? Who's going to be next in the SEC? And the Tennessee's down. No, we know the answer to that. 98 to 36. Whoa. 
That is like D3. Like South Carolina, yeah, we got to play an exhibition game. We're we're gonna the score's gonna be lopsided, but we're just gonna try to work through our stuff. You all work through your stuff. That's what that was last night in a meaningful SEC basketball game. We don't talk a lot of women's basketball, but obviously, why would we when you are liable to lose by sixty freaking points? Sixty-two points. I, again, like you know, Matthew Mitchell or Matthew Mitchell, you know, Mitch Barnhart's not going to fire her during the season, but it like it needs. We don't need to waste much time after the season. Kyra Elsey seems like a great person. Appreciate well, that SEC tournament run, but this is embarrassing the other thing too is what what is her well look what we're building here look what like there's not even like a thing it's just they got hot in the sec tournament when they had ryan howard and a bunch of good players but like they there's been bad player retention yeah most of the good players just leave they they could see the writing on the wall i mean they had we need john taffer to fix this feel like they've (laughs) fired somebody or not fired but kicked somebody off the team every year now this game aside they had been looking better in it, but like they're better. It's almost like Louisville basketball, men's basketball, looking better. You're like, oh, you're not as bad as we thought you would be, but you're still bad. That's, yeah, that, that's that's kind of where the women's right basketball is. is having a moment, and rightfully so. It's the the league has never the college basketball, women's college basketball has never been watched more. Uh, you've never had better attendance across the sport, and it sucks that UK is not a player in it in the slightest. So, but I, there's no reason UK women's basketball shouldn't be awesome. So I, I do have belief that Mitch Barnhart hopefully will spend a little bit of money and get somebody in here worth a fart, and maybe this time next year we'll actually be talking about it in a positive light. So I got to know some of the people in the Iowa beat just during the Citrus Bowl. You're there for a week. They've got a they have a hospital like a media lounge, basically just a suite upstairs where. You'd hang out and eat pizza and watch ball games at night, right? Kind of hang out. So, got to know some of the people in the Iowa beat. And there's one guy, he had a tweet yesterday, and it made me envy David Eichelt. He's like their 24 7 writer. They're so locked in with Kalen Clark and Iowa women's basketball that he was tweeting about refs. Uh, well, good news is they don't have Courtney, uh, Courtney Jones on the call today. And I'm like, man, imagine being that in lockstep that you're, you're like Doug Schousing. <laughs> officials right like that's yeah love it that's uh, love it um texter on the Thor's text line says uh to give up 97 to a buzz coach team is very worrying no matter the performance taylor always seems to go off against uk but some of the defensive possessions were head scratching they just give up too many in rhythm shots it's no coincidence teams that don't shoot well or are hitting so many threes still love this team in its fight but games like that would be the reason for a loss in the tourney texture i'm more worried about the straight on drives that they give up and the miscommunication on ball screen defense than the the long shots because like I mean that's basketball right guys guys make shots make them take the harder ones um, I'd prefer that it was the like there there was one play that either David Sisk or Brandon Ramsey had out where Kentucky was working so hard like Edwards was just ready for the ball screen going the other direction and everybody was going that way that the dude just went left didn't take it and had an easy layup and Bradshaw mm-hmm. picked up his second foul it's like yeah you have to just keep them in front of you better like I, I don't because those shots at the rim that's the old school part of me TJ where like I'd rather give up a, a three than dude just driving going to the rim like I it's just programmed in my brain that's a higher percentage shot. I know it's not worth as much as a three-pointer, but like, 
you can't be giving up such easy looks at the rim. And yes, it was good to see Hugo provide some rim protection, but I the, the straight line drive because that's where you you let bad shooting teams get confidence. Florida, they just kept jacking up threes and they weren't going in. But A&M, they got to the rim seemingly easy. Yeah, they were doing it from from both. Yeah, the, the the inside stuff was more frustrating than just a team going nuts and hitting shots. But that being said, if you're going to give team open outside shots, this isn't JV high school basketball. Like They're These are D1 players. Yep. They should hit open outside shots. We got to worry about one thing at a time, and the end. So, would you have a would you have a preference? Yeah, like you gotta you you can't have that was the difference between A and M and Florida is exactly kind of what you said. You you cannot get allow as many easy baskets inside. I just felt like at different points in the game, sometimes UK was like working hard for possessions and making the extra pass, and somebody was hitting a tough shot, and then you'd blink, and A and M had already had a layup on the other end. And it's like, it, it, you know, it's one thing if you make them work and they score and they go through their offense. It's another thing where it just feels like you're taking on too much water and they're scoring so easily and you end mm-hmm. up losing that way. Um, you got to sure up. You just got to sure up the easy layups. You got to sure up not letting them get inside and have as many easy finishes as they had. Mississippi State doesn't really have the guards to do that. We'll get into the game more so with that tomorrow but they're more big-oriented trying to get inside. But everything's just coming too easy inside against UK. And I was hoping that once you got the seven-footers back, that was going to fix that. You kind of played well at times on Saturday, but did it ever really fix anything inside? Not for the most part, but he'll get better. So TBD, we're still in Chapter 2. It's a it's, it's rocky on the defensive end in Chapter 2. A texter says, the goaltending rule is such a big call. We're at DEFCON 1 with this defense. And what world does the goaltending rule make sense? If you want to review it, fine, but do it right there. And then the play was already stopped with the initial call. Not a fan of stopping play. A bunch, of, a bunch but my God, why take two points and a possession away? That was my thing. Is You you called it. Like, there's the there's the break. What you, you called it. Then you... The TV guys were like, oh, they're going to review that at the next break. I guess like the refs like shouted it to them while they were walking down the court. The texture's right. Why wouldn't they have just done it right then and there? <laughs> yeah. It makes absolutely Especially no sense. Especially if it it should be a quick call. Easy. Yeah. Take no time at all. Yeah. Edwards can't even hit the rim from two feet with his left hand. Be better, dude. If, I think that was his only miss, though. Uh, he, he, he was 50% from the field, so I think oh. he had another one. But um, he had two threes, I'm pretty sure, right? He did, yeah. Yeah, so he may have missed a little bit more. If Cohen leaves, UK needs to be willing to spend at least $3 million a year for a, a few years to go out and get a good OC. Kentucky will never take the next step if we have a new offensive coordinator every year. I don't think money's the issue. I love the mask there, off Derek Terry, says one texter. There's, they're spending – Liam Cohen's the 12th highest paid assistant coach in all of college football. Or 11, excuse me. Would you all rather have a new OC every year or a new quarterback every year? With the money, though, Roush, real quick, Scoots. With the money, though, you could say, like, if you're paying him enough, they're not even going to look elsewhere because they're not going to take such a significant pay decrease. That would be the appeal in paying more, potentially. It's like where you, you're keeping them there because of their salary, not necessarily because they're the offensive coordinator at the University of Kentucky. Yeah, but I don't think money's an issue. Like We aren't doing this now because of money. Cohen's not looking for a different job because of money. But if he was getting paid more, maybe he wouldn't. No, no. He like Tough to say. 
He's he's if he took Ohio State or Chicago Bears offense coordinator job, he would make less money than he's making at Kentucky. And I understand that. And there is a kind of a kind of a similar situation with Will Stein and the Oregon situation, where like he'd make more money at UK than he would at Oregon. But the question is, is it worth it? And you're saying, is it worth it with the Bears? In Cohen's case, yes. If you had an offense, where do you? How much money does it need to be where it wouldn't be worth it? Because there is a there is an amount. I'm not saying that we need to throw the bank at Cohen, but just to build off that other texter's point, make it where another where you're not going to have to do an offensive coordinating search in a couple of years because they're getting so yeah, much money they don't they can't he, go elsewhere. I think the point I'm trying to make though, the money ain't the problem. I get what I, I, the, I hear you. The, the boss is the problem. I, I hear you. <laughs> I, I hear you. I'm just saying money can cure everything, and you're saying like <laughs> we're we're not even disagreeing, right? Right, right, and, right. And you're more right than I am because they're you're not going to pay that much. Like it's just a fantasy idea yeah. to like get to that level. But in in a hypothetical, if UK football really was sick of the offensive coordinators leaving, you could you could pay them enough where they do not leave because they just can't. It financially. Well, I mean, that's what's happened with Brad White is they're paying him so much that yeah. like he doesn't feel the need to leave because he he's in a good spot right and paid a ton of money and yeah. he can go get another head coaching job at some point if he keeps doing yeah he, job. He, he he's what you're saying is one the stuff with cohen and stoops that's interesting that's fascinating in its own right but i i do understand if cohen wants to get back to the nfl the bears you're gonna listen to him especially that's, you could have potentially coach the number one pick caleb yeah. williams which very funny that skangarell is coaching caleb williams before william cohen which I don't know if y'all saw that yesterday, but Tom Pelissero had a report right after Caleb Williams announced he's entering the NFL draft. He's working out with Rich Scangarilla. He looked the same. He looked good. It was just good to see him. Oh, old Rich. I hope he's, I hope he's doing all right. Didn't work out well at UK, but he seemed fun. He's uh, he's probably uh, – he took a year off. I bet that – He's getting back somewhere? Uh, he's got to be getting yeah. back. All right, Scooch, what was your question? I'm sorry. I would That's take the quarterback changing every year to answer your question. That's it. Just quarterback or OC. Because if you, had, if you had to change every single year, which, that's what, what I mean. Louisville's going to do that, and you just kind of. I think you have a higher floor when you've got a consistent play caller. Yeah, and, and you, how often? I mean, how long are you getting the quarterback, anyways? One year. Yeah. No, well, but like, like it, it, if it, you it, take, I'm, I, I want an offensive. I, I want to switch offensive coordinator every year. You're still only getting the quarterback two or three years, realistically. True. So, Correct. Whereas, uh, like, the coach yeah. is out loud. Like, and that's something I try to remember when doing a lot of. Uh, stuff this is like I'm. If I do my job right, I'm outlasting all of these coaches, so I don't need to. It's a good point. You know, it's a good way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. A texter says if Cohen really does leave, we have to get rid of Stoops because of my eyes. He's the one holding Kentucky back. He is the one not changing. The other point I wanted to make, which I also agree, I love mask off Derek Terry. It was like, man, we needed more of these takes when you were on the beat. Um, but. First and foremost, if Cohen did leave, um, there's nobody worth paying a ton at this point. Like uh, that—that's—that's that's always been the trouble about getting the NFL guy, the unforeseen problem uh, that Stoops got himself into and backed into a corner with with NFL guys. It's just the timing of everything really narrows everything down. And uh, yeah, we we had already kind of mentioned it, but there is a, just a feeling of, um. Yeah, the this you you feel like you're kind of getting towards the end of your rope with Stoops. How he's backed into a corner? How's he going to respond? Hopefully, hungry. Hopefully, yep. he's ready to prove people wrong. Plumley Bro Two works with Kyle Tucker's wife and sees Kyle Tucker at holiday work events all the time. 
Kyle Tucker has shown Plumlee Bro 2 their text conversations, and Liam has been talking down on UK football's culture and ha- culture, excuse me, and how Stoops doesn't run a professional tight ship with players. He also can't stand how Vince gets all the credit with recruiting wins. Take that for what you will. Man, you're really throwing your brother under the bus there. Yeah, you really are. And Kyle, too, to <laughs> a degree. It's a, I would also like... A lot of people listen to the show, Plumley, bro. I don't know if that was the best text to send into the Thornton but, sex But line. either way, if both are true, also, like, Cohen knew what he was... Cohen coached here before. If he thought that it was... that The way that Stoops operated his program was going to be different, then, like, that's a Cohen problem. Uh, two... Um, exactly. If you want, if you want more credit for recruiting wins, then talk to recruiting reporters, and they'll give you credit. Like that's how this get, that's how it works. And secondly, I, I'm not buying this text for what it's worth. I'm not buying that this is a real thing that, also, that like, has happened. Can you imagine Kyle like at some work party being like, "Look what Liam sure, Cohen said." Sure, yeah, that, that, that doesn't <laughs> that does not strike me. But as secondly, a, Liam Cohen making fun of UK's football culture when he is part of UK's football culture is wild. It's like driving a car and taking it to like a contest and being like, "This it sucks. This car, don't let it win. It'd be kind of nonsensical. That said, if Liam ends up leaving, it's just a bad look on his part. If he thought these things about Kentucky football were true, he should have never came back in the first place. That, that, that's more my thing with like the, the culture discipline issue. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. If you're watching and but I'm not buying into that. If you're watching and or understanding college basketball, it's hard not to be upset about Saturday's game. If you're watching and or understand and understand college basketball, it's hard to be too upset. Okay, sorry, I think I've misread that. Yeah, no, no, totally agree. Yeah, because it's we mentioned it. Chaos. Kentucky dropped two spots to number eight in the AP poll. That so, was a little surprising. It was like more harsh than most teams got. Of course, you knew that was going to happen. How far did Houston drop? I don't know. Let me pull it up real quick. Because that, that they were the one that Houston, I, Houston dropped three spots. It, they were the only. Wait, they they only dropped three spots. Get you idiots! God, that makes me so mad. They finally play real teams. They finally have to go on the road. They get their asses kicked twice by bad teams, and you only punish them three spots. Get them out of the top ten, you stupid idiots! Running college, gosh, why do college basketball media? Purdue only drops. Snippers. A spot for a 16-point loss in Nebraska is wild. Uh, it just is wild. You lost to Nebraska on the road by 16 points, and UK fell more than you did. Silly. I get it. Purdue's got good wins, too. It shouldn't just be a one-week sort of deal. But, like, what? Purdue loses to Rutgers by 20. They drop another spot. Is that how we're going to do this? Kind of snuck up on us, but the schedule really picks up from here. Mississippi State can beat you at home if you don't show up. That coming off a loss, UK better come out hungry. And I agree with you, Texter. Like Mississippi State could be that sneaky team that the under four, you're just like, man, we need to hit a couple shots here to close it out. But this UK team should be pretty hungry. You didn't play your best stuff at AM. You still had chances to win, and you kind of made some mental mistakes down the stretch. Let's be locked in tomorrow night. Let's blow them out. Mm-hmm. Treat them the way they deserve to be treated like a dog. They changed the goaltending rule a couple years ago after the LSU-Kentucky game. They need to tweak it for sure. Tweak. The pack was hidden on all cylinders. The Cats, not so much. Could be a glimpse of how we bow out of the NCAA. Straight line drives. They killed us in the 2015 final and regular final against Auburn and others. The further you go in the tournament, the better the guard play is, which makes us more susceptible to straight line drives. If only there was a way to stop them. Wait, nah, Cal would never do that. 
Yeah, zone also isn't guaranteed Ca- to do that. But are you yeah. saying that? Are you suggesting the zone is the way to stop straight line drives? UK would get shredded playing a zone. Yeah, I don't mind rebound horribly. I don't. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, the rebounding would be a nightmare. I don't mind throwing it out there and trying it a little bit. But if you think the solution to UK's problems is playing a zone, you, my friend, do not know ball. I do think that the I love teams that mix up a zone every once in a while, just because you can like you you can get basically steal two stops in a row. Like you just. At least one, because teams are just... It takes them 15 I seconds agree. to figure out what the hell's going on. So, I just make the team think. Don't let them get too comfortable. I totally agree with that. Cal could do that. I agree with that. Losing Cohen would be huge, but at the same time, it's BS. We're having to go through this with him again. He hasn't shown much without Levis. The offense this year was not great, and I think the fans holding him up to any real success except for Levis at QB. Let's not forget either that he, his pick was Leary this past season. Oh, oh um, I can't... Wait to I I decided if this weekend too I'm going to definitely unleash the is Liam Cohen actually good today? here we go yeah. all right well we'll get to that tomorrow we'll get to UK and Mississippi State we're out of time we've mark bookmarked the text line we'll get to these tomorrow we'll finish it up this is Kentucky roll call have roll a great Tuesday forgot the day. Can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me, and I just love your flashy ways. Uh, guess that's why they're broken. You're so Diggy, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me. And I just love your flashy way.